Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. I am really excited about today because I am in my Cludio with Denise Red, and we have tried to do this for months and yes. multiple times and getting our schedules connected and you traveling and you being gone or going to see grandkids back and forth. But before I ask you the rapid fire questions, which I ask everyone, by the way, okay. just gets people used to your voice and mine. I would like to just honor you. Mm-hmm. I love you. And I don't know. I think I've told you, Denise, but you are in my mind. Well, She's a she's a mama and a grandma and a yeah. businesswoman and an entrepreneurial spirit is inside of her. She's an encourager. She's a game changer. She's a world changer. She changed my world. And you are a warrior in the kingdom and you're a prayer warrior, but you're also a worshiper first. And that yes. just really blesses me. So maybe we'll talk about prayer. Maybe we'll talk about worship. But I want to honor you because during a really difficult time in my life, you came into my life. And so you're a like a steady foundational person in my life. When I see you, I think, wow, she would pray for me. She would pray for my daughter. She would bring me before the throne. And you don't just do that for Rachel. You do that for everybody. And so I just honor you. So thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. So beautiful. Welcome to the real deal. (laughs) Welcome to the real deal. Okay. So just rapid fire. Don't overthink these. Would you say that you're a coffee tea? Coffee. Dog, cat, either, neither? Neither. (laughs) Morning bird or night owl? Um, more morning bird. Okay. Do you like books or movies? Can I say both? (laughs) Yeah, you can say both. You can say anything. This is you. Don't (laughs) overthink it. But uh, silence or music? Um, I like both. I have my times when I love silence, but then I need music. I need worship. Yeah. You have the best selection in music. I love, we'll talk about that, but uh, would you consider yourself leaned in or laid back? Um, laid back. Okay. Shower or bath? Shower. Okay. Driver or passenger? Which do you prefer? Um, well, these days I'm always the driver, but it's nice sometimes <laughs> to be the passenger. Yeah, that's the best driving, Miss yeah. Daisy. I love it. Uh, do you like to eat at home or dine out? Um, these days it's been more at home. Okay. I love to eat at home. Okay. I love, you know, food from yeah. prepared at home. Yeah, and you're a really good cook. You have some tasty things. Oh. I've tasted your wares. <laughs> okay, so... This can be a little bit confusing, but would you consider yourself overall an introvert or an extrovert? I think I'm a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, I'm, I have my times when I pull back and, yeah. and then times when I'm, you know. Situational, so maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm both. Yeah. I can yeah. see you being reflective and being able to be at home and just be with God. And mm-hmm. so that, does, that, that doesn't mean introverted, but it seems like. Okay. So you know that this podcast is called The Real Deal. I do. So welcome to The Real Thank Deal. You. And it, it's called The Real Deal because my dad was RD. Richard Dean was his middle name. And he always told us to be the RD, be yeah, the real deal. Beautiful. And mm-hmm. what he meant by that was just be Denise, just be Rachel. Mm-hmm. He didn't want us to be fake or be anybody other than who we are. And it really meant a lot to me. And it formed me more than I know. So maybe the junior high years where you kind of like, oh, I, you know, I like this person or I like her curly hair, trying to figure out who you are. But overall, I'd like to be Rachel. Mm -hmm. So is there an example of somebody who is the real deal in your life? And how did it affect you? Like you can have more than one, I know, but just who comes to mind is they were the real deal and it affected me. You know, I've been thinking about this question and it's like I end up, I'm like, oh, I feel like God has put so many people in my life that are 
the real deal just from even getting saved. Yeah. And, and those ladies are still in my life. So I look at their life as the real deal because they're still walking with God just mm. as they did mm. when I got saved. They led me to the Lord and they still are walking in that way. And then, of course, you know, Rosalind is, you know, like the real deal. It's just, she just shows up. She just shows up. And she's who she is. Exactly. But I have one lady in my life who, I was going through a time in my life when my daughter got pregnant at 18. Okay. And I was working, and I was in the midst of, uh, I had, my husband and I had separated. Okay. And my daughter got pregnant, and I'm thinking, what are we going to do? Because we had, you know, I was working and I had to work. Sure. And we're just barely making it then. Yeah. And then this lady came in my life who stepped up and said, I'll take him, you know, to watch him. Because he was a preemie. He was oh, born. Oh, wow, He wow. was two months. He was born at two months. And, and you've met Darian. Darian yeah. was a preemie. Yeah, wow. He was two pounds and two ounces. Oh, my and word. And so... You know, he was not in a position to go in a daycare service. Sure. And I'm thinking, what are we going to do? I have a young daughter who doesn't know how to know anything about taking yeah. care well, of her. Well, she's young. She's young. And uh, so this lady, I call her Miss Minnie. And she's still in my life now. Yeah. And Miss Minnie says, she said, I'll take him. Is that the Miss Minnie I know or a different Miss Minnie? Uh, not the Miss Minnie okay. from church, but okay. a different Miss Minnie. Wow. And she said, I'll take him. And she kept him and, and just... You know, nurtured him through that time of sure. being. And then when he could go in a daycare, when hers combined with another one, she still was right there watching him. And so she just got him through that that path, you know. And so it's like, to me, that was stepping up. And yes. that was like, yes. really, yeah. got us through a difficult time that wow. we didn't think we'd make it through. Wow. You know? We knew we would, but we didn't know how. Sure, know? sure. You know. So tell me what you learned about you during that time. What you learned about you or what you learned about like a lesson in life or your daughter or any of it. Like what helped form you in that? Well, it's it's that continual thing, having to trust God. Sure. You don't see how it's going to work out, but it presses you into a place. You do not have a choice. You're going to trust it. You're going to run. And so I've been put in position. I've had many positions in my life where I've just had to trust where you, you walk. Yep. Your back is against the wall. Yep. And it's like. Either God is God or he isn't. Yeah. And he always proved himself yeah. faithful. You know, Denise, I believe people listening today are going to be so blessed. I, yeah. I, I, I just buckle up, people, because you either trust or run. That's yes. a profound thought. Yeah. It really is. And I know that there's going to be many things that you're going to say that are going to be little little nuggets of wisdom, but little seeds in our spirit mm-hmm. that go forward. And I feel that way every time I'm in contact with you. But that is really true. So you either trust or you run. run, you know, and so we didn't have anywhere to run, but to Jesus. Yeah. And so that's what we did. And, you know, and it was during those times, even when my daughter was raising him, I had to have this firm hand on her. Yep. This is your baby. Mm-hmm. Not that I won't have to take care of it, but I'm not ro- moving into that role right. of right. being the mother. Right. You know, I had to be firm on him. Yep. her because there's times she's still young yep. and she wanted to do what young people do at that age, but this is your baby. Right. Oh, so good. And so, you know. So you had to navigate that a little bit of trying to figure it out, but mm -hmm. also knowing that would be right. I mean, you know, I don't mean right and wrong, but right. The the proper thing for him. That's his mother. 
Exactly. And the proper thing for her. Sure. You know, because as you step in, if you step into that role of being the mother for him, yep. there's resentment on her side. Yeah. You know, on the daughter's side. Yep. But, you know, God gave me grace and wisdom to know how to do that, you know. And it was hard for her, hard for me. Yeah. You know, but what isn't hard? Right, right. Tell yeah. me another hard thing that I think hard things are there and they help shape us. I don't think evil things or destroying things because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yes. I don't think those things are ever from God. No. But there can be hard things and the, the things that the enemy means for evil, God turns for good anyway. We Absolutely. realize that. But what are some other, is there another hard thing that you've come through or made it or something that you know? I know you've had some health things. What are some things that you're like, wow, now I have this history with God? I think I've had many heart things that I think have shaped me. Um, at the time, as I was telling you, my daughter had a child when she was 18. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, there was a time when my son was getting married to someone that I knew was not the right one for him. Mm. And I think I went to him three times and told him, and, and yet he didn't listen. And that was a hard thing. And all it was many things all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost a job. I lost a house. Didn't have a place to stay. My son got married. You know, just Ooh. all of these. Like a dump truck. Yeah, major issues that should have taken me out, but for the grace of God. But God has used all of those things to shape my life, you know, to trust him more. Yeah. And he's always come through. I remember days getting up and, you know, it was always something going on. You know, I was staying in an apartment complex that a friend had let me live in. It was her property, but God had made it available yeah. to me. And, you know, you get up one day and it's like, okay, you got a flat tire. Okay, Lord, what are we going to do about this? <laughs> you know, you get that fixed, and next morning you get up, you're driving out to drive out the garage, and the whole back of the window shattered, thinking nobody was even here, just popped. And I'm thinking, oh, God, what are we going to do about this? So it learned, it teaches you, began to just yeah. speak with the Lord and say, yeah. what, what are we going to do? The, the we. What are yeah. we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. What are, what are we going to do? I know you have a plan for yeah. this. So much of life can be lived in an I. What do I need to do? But you immediately began to lean into him differently. Or yeah. maybe you always were. I don't know. Like, were you a believer as a young girl? I was I was touched by the Spirit of God. I believe it was the Holy Ghost. When I was Woo! like seven. <laughs> it is the Holy Ghost because you got the Holy <laughs> Ghost. I'm telling you. When I, I was, it. when I was maybe about, um, I don't think I was even seventh grade. You okay, know? but you know, and I I grew up Baptist. Okay, and so I did too. Did you? I'm kind of a mutt. I'm like lots of things. But yeah, go ahead. So I am too. Up, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we got lots of well-roundedness because we can appreciate a lot of it. Exactly. Or maybe need to shed some of it. Whatever you know. But I grew um, in the Baptist church. They would have like what they call a revival yes, every year. Yes. And they would have you sit on the morning bench and they would okay. preach to you. They have okay. a whole week that they would preach the gospel to, hoping. What's yeah. a morning bench mean? The pew? It was the, the pew, but okay. it was a front row. Oh, got it, got it. It's okay. a front row. And I used to think it was M-O-R-N-I-N-G. Okay. But I think it's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Oh, like... You mourn over your mm, sin. You know, I see. That's what I, I have come up with. And they, for a whole week, they <laughs> would have her revival and they preach <laughs> to you. And I remember sitting there with two of my friends. I know who they are. I yeah. still talk with them sometime now. 
And I remember at one point, I don't know what the pastor said. I don't know what he was preaching. But the Spirit of God hit me. I began to weep Mm. and just cry. And uh, the next one, and it just went down the road to the other two. Yes, yes. You know, just, I'm like, I don't know what happened. And then I went home. But I was living, you know, most of the people around, they were just religious. They were doing what they know you know, what they knew to do. They didn't, I don't think it was very relational. It was Mm. more religion. Mm -hmm. And so you go back to your life and you do what you know to do. Yeah. You know, and I even remember my my dad saying, you were just at church tonight and you home and you got on shorts. And I'm thinking, well, what else am I going to put on? Mm. This is all... (laughs) Mm. These are the clothes I provide. And what does that have to do? Kind of combined a religious flair to it all of a sudden. Yes, yes. Like you have to do this if you've been touched by God or if you've been yes. at church. And I was wow. like, well, these are all the clothes you provide, so sure. what am I supposed to wear? Sure. You know, so that gets confusing. So it was later on in life when I was 21 mm. that I got saved, that I felt the Spirit of God, you know, came in. And I was working at Miller Brewing Company at okay. the time. I got I saved didn't know that. I got saved at Miller Brewing Company. Love it. Yeah. And uh, did someone witness to you? Did someone talk to you? Did God encounter you? What happened? Well, the very friend that I, two of the women that I'm still in contact with, um, you probably have met Sheila. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And Sheila worked at Miller Brewing Company. The day I went in for an interview, she was relieving a receptionist. Never done it before. Never did it after. Yeah, but she was, was there when, yeah, when I went in, she was at the desk relieving the receptionist. And so I got hired, and somewhere along the line, we became friends. And she was going to a Bible study. It was a few of them that were in a Bible study together. Okay. And so she was constantly after me about going. And I was like, ah, I didn't want to go. Sure. And uh, actually, to me, she became a friend to me. Um, God became a friend to me through her friendship mm. because growing up, I really didn't have friends that were like faithful friends, mm. but he showed himself a faithful friend through her. And uh, that's such a good point because some people think that they have not met God, yeah. but they've met God through the spirit of God that's in someone. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you drawn to? Why is that friendship important? Why do you like this person? Why, mm-hmm. why do you feel loved through someone? Because it's God. <laughs> right. And she always felt like, you know, in a way I was assigned to her, you know. As, yeah. And so, you know, time went on. We I worked there and I met, an, um, there's another group that was having Bible study. So it was two different Bible studies. So they decided one day to combine these Bible studies. Okay. And so me, not knowing the Lord, I thought everybody was saved, you know. Yeah. But they, they weren't. You know, there were some that had given their heart to the Lord. And then there were just some, just like me, yep. that was sitting there. But I remember we were in, at that time, Miller, I had three floors. The third floor were like the executive floor. Sure. This other lady that met, she was the um, secretary for the president of finances or something. Okay. And so there's a big conference room at the end. So we would start meeting in that conference room with Bible study. Wow. And so you got all these people around this table. And I was sitting at the end of the table this particular day. And I felt like this window went up between me 
and them. And it's like, I was this kid sitting on the outside with a hat on and my face pressed against the window. Mm. They're sitting around the fireplace, nice and warm. And I'm on the outside cold and wanting to get in. And it was like, it took everything within me. And I was so hoping somebody would just said, do you want to get saved? Do you want Jesus? Yeah. You know, did you know what that, like what that would have been? Do you know what they would have said? Or you just, you wanted in? Do you know I what I'm saying? I just wanted in. I just that is the in. most visual picture. You know how like people mm-hmm. smash their nose like and they get their cheek? It's like my face was smashed yep. against the face. I wanted And I had on a hat and I had on a coat and I was outside and they were sitting around inside. Yeah. Around the fireplace, nice and warm. But that was like a vision, vision, like a a while you're awake vision. Because that's really, there wasn't really a fireplace in that meeting room. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Oh, my. And so I was, it was all I could do to hold back the tears while I'm sitting there. And nobody said anything. And so when I got ready to go, the secretary had gone back to her desk. And she was sitting. And uh, I walked up to her. I said, can somebody pray with me to receive Jesus? And she, it was the end of our lunch hour so we couldn't do it that day so she said yes she said come back tomorrow and i will pray with you and so she invited my friend who had been walking along with me Sheila, and they both prayed with me to receive the lord we were in the office of the president of treasure (laughs) in his office and this as we prayed this floodgate of washing, mm. of weeping, and just like he washed my soul. Yes. You know, just totally washed me. Oh, and beautiful. I remember those days afterwards. It was like I had been buying, Rachel. Because when I went outside, I'm like, it's like I had never seen. You saw new eyes. Yeah, I new ne- eyes. like I'd never seen the sky before. Wow. Like I'd never seen the grass before. I'm like, oh, the grass is so green. The sky is so blue. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my. Yeah. So that was the beginning of my, you know, getting saved, giving my yeah. heart to the Lord. Yeah. And that was at 21. Have I walked a perfect life? No. no. I've done But you're perfectly loved. Yes. And by yet, somebody who walked a perfect life. Yes. And he, and yet he's, he's kept me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's been the power. I don't know anything else. Yeah. Greater than he is. I don't yeah. want anything else greater than he yeah. is. So good. Yeah. So he, that's what has held me. It's not one of those things I've looked. And I learned later, which I didn't know, it was right during the time when there was a the, when I got saved, my friend said that was when there was a move of God happening. Yeah. I got saved in 77. Wow. And so she said, oh, that was a move of move. God. I said, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, if you think about it, some people get kind of freaked out by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But you know, if the wind is blowing, you know that it starts and you like your umbrellas go or your tent goes or you pick up your blankets and your hair goes or whatever and it moves through the people or you can see it move down the street you know right now or in this in the winter it would be snow that you can see Mm -hmm. in the the autumn it would be the leaves you can just Mm -hmm. see them going down the street or whatever the move of the spirit can be like that Mm -hmm. and it goes and it touches and it moves people and it can move in nations it can move in people but what i love is what i love that you said about the fresh eyes and seeing the grass green and the sky blue i don't i think sometimes people think that it's religion and and it isn't like god came to make you better he came to make dead people alive yes <laughs> so yes. you did have like yes. new sight because you're alive now 
Yes. You know what I mean? And he didn't really come to just forgive us, although that's part of it, mm-hmm. but to redeem lost sons. Like now you're in this family too. Yes. So that's a big that's a big deal. Yeah. It's a really big deal. I love that you had some sort of an encounter with the spirit of God touching you and with this vision as well that you wanted to. And the reason I say that is I think sometimes people think it is only in their head. And when there is something of an encounter, I think it marks you differently like you know that you know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like you can't can take that yeah, going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't take that from me because mm-hmm. I know what I experienced as a young girl, you know, and I didn't have any, yep. you know, yep. anyone around me to disciple me and tell me this yes. is how, you know, read yes. your Bible, whatever. I didn't have any. And yet God was so faithful. You know, at 21 is when I gave my heart fully to the Lord. And, you know, and like I said, that's been along the way you make mistakes. But I've never, my heart hasn't turned away yes, from God. Yes. It's like he marked me, yes, you know. Yes, Yeah. Soul so. tattoo. Mm-hmm. The Holy exactly. Spirit is a soul tattoo. He marks you with the Spirit, it says in Ephesians. That's beautiful. Okay, so tell me, so you you walk with him, you're in Bible studies, you're walking along. What is a real moment where you knew, like with your daughter is one, where you knew that it was God that got you through it. I'm thinking particularly, tell me a little bit about the hospital when you like went and you said, only gather people who will really pray and believe, or another thing, whatever, where you know, because it's the real deal, real people, Mm -hmm. real stories, and a real God. Do you know what I mean? And I also always say, it's Rachel in a way, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in you. And I believe the genius of God in you is your testimony has so many markers mm-hmm. that you can bring people to that. Do you yes. see I mean? Without like selling brochures to a country you've never been, right. you know, Pete Briscoe says that. You can't tell somebody all about Hawaii if you've never been, but you can't tell people about things, but you've been there. Yeah. So you know, you can only you take, take that people authority. as far as yes. you've been yourself. Yes. Yeah. So what are some of those things? Because God's healed you. God's provided for you. There's all sorts of things. Well, you whatever know, you want to share. Well, one of the things and I always say when I tell people I am a walking miracle. You are. <laughs> because uh, one of the first things I had was open heart surgery, which was in 2005. Oh, I and uh, I've had three open heart surgeries. And then I had this brain bleed, you know. And uh, the first time was the just a miracle of God. I was working and I had met this gentleman who was an echo technician Hmm. and he had purchased some equipment to, um, wanted to do a little business on his side. Okay. And he, the equipment was $40,000. And anyway, he did an echo on me, just, you know, just like, just to practice kind of like you were exactly a warm body who could do that for. Okay. Exactly. Well, he did it and he closed it up and we went for a walk, and then the next day he called me and just said, you know that echo I did on you? And I said, uh, yeah. He said, well, I need you to stop by. And whenever you finish doing whatever you're doing, just stop by. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you're kind of scaring me. What do you mean? And so, long story short, he had found a tumor in the left atrium of my heart that was 75% covered. I was asymptomatic. I didn't have any symptoms whatsoever running around. You didn't know? I didn't know. I was working, running up and down stairs and heels doing, you know. Yeah. Which, by the way, people, um, if you're listening to The Real Deal, you can't see. But if you're on the YouTube, you can see. She's just such a... (laughs) Such a diva, such a pretty lady, <laughs> always looks so sharp. So, okay, you're running up the stairs with heels, you're doing everything, no heart issues. No, no heart issues. And he 
videotapes it, takes it into his doctor where he worked. Okay. To confirm it. Sure. And it was so. And he said, go see your doctor. And, you know, I had what they call a myxoma tumor. Okay. And it was 75% covered. And he said, you're going to need a miracle or you're going to need open heart surgery. And I'm kind of like frozen, like, what? <laughs> yeah. I just so, thought it was a Tuesday or yeah, whatever day it whatever was. Whatever day it was. <laughs> and so I waited. I got gathered four or five women and asked okay. them to pray. And I waited about three months. But I still, I had to have that open heart surgery for them to remove that. And he said, what was good about it, it was just locked in place where um, if it had been moving, Pieces could have broken oh, off. I, I see, could I have see. had a stroke. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And mine was just kind of lodged there. Hmm. And so I had that open heart surgery, the hand of God. And with him, he, he did a little business, but he made, did enough business to pay for the equipment. Wow. And I said, I'm sorry to tell you, but the equipment was for me. Yeah. Because I had no yep. other way of yep. knowing. Yep. And so I see that as a God moment. Sure. You know, that God reached in, he saw that. Mm -hmm. I had no idea right. anyway. Right. And so I came out of that surgery in 2005, but I came out with this pulsating in my neck that I didn't, you know, nobody seemed to know what it was. Mm. So they watched it, and I had a, um, they found out I had a leaky mitral and something with my tricuspid valve. Okay. And I mm. didn't have that going in, but I had it coming out. They watched it for five years oh wow you know they didn't do anything about it they just kind of watched it and they had put me on coumadin and that kind of thing so that you know to regulate your blood so sure you, it's not it's too not thin, thick and, and not, it's too not too thick. thick yeah and so um i think it was 2010 that i went to puerto rico with my kids and then on the way back i could hardly carry my purse on my shoulder because mm. i was so tired mm. so Things were not working right for my heart. Sure. And so I got back on a Tuesday by Friday night. I was in the hospital. And they said, we're glad you came in. Because my heart was moving like a racing, like mm. you took a run, and it, but it never settled. Oh, You know, when you yeah, go yeah, running yeah. and your heart is, yep. and you say, let me settle and take some No recovery, just Yeah, it boom, just boom, was boom. like this all the time. Okay. And when I was laying down at night, I would have to prop up with pillows and stuff. Mm. So I went in and they... You know, at that time, they told me my heart was functioning at about 30%. And I I think they measure it different, not like 100%. I think they measure it like 55% or something is okay. full. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't operating very good. And I know the doctor came in and he said, well, they told me you want to have surgery right away. I said, well, who told you that? Because I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell anyone. News to me. I said, my heart is... Uh, don't you think my heart is a little weak for you to be doing surgery on me? So they sent me home, told me to walk on a treadmill, mm. you know, 10 or 15 minutes a day. And they said, hopefully the heart will bounce back. You know, the muscle, the okay. heart is a muscle. And maybe, it'll, and it did bounce back. But I still, within a couple months or so, had to have the surgery, wow. you know. And so they went in and did, they did a repair and a replacement. So they, you know, have like a um, out that they replace and they okay. have one that they repair. So that's surgery number two. That's surgery number two. Wow. But that same surgery that I was in there, I was up after they did that second surgery, getting ready to go home. 
And, you know, they send you down for echoes and all kinds yeah. of stuff. And I think it was on the Thursday morning, they come running in. They said, you have a blood clot around your heart. So they had to go back in and take care of that. So I had two surgeries. In, right in the in, same in, time. In, same week. You know, within a week, I had two open hearts. Wow. They opened, had to open my heart back up and take care of that. Whew. So, you know, when I say I'm a miracle. You are <laughs> You're a miracle. I am a miracle. Your Timex takes a licking and keeps <laughs> on ticking. And I actually do tick. <laughs> okay, so then you have a ticker in there, right? You have yes. that's the well that would actually be the fourth surgery then if you think about it. Yeah. There were two in the one time. Two I the first one and then I had two at one time. Yep. And then I had the brain bleed. Oh yeah. After that because yeah. they had the do the um I was on blood thinners. Okay. And I just remember that day I was on, my kids were after me and said, let's go to the Dells. And I was just like, I didn't really want to go. I just felt tired. I, and I can remember being at my daughter's house with my feet up. And, and then I went home. I said, I don't even have towels washed to go to the Dells. And y'all just want to have fun and want me to watch Darion anyway. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be grandma right now. I'm tired. But you don't even know what's really going on in your body if you think Ex about it. Exactly. And so I went home. Uh, and that night, somewhere in the night, I called my daughter. And uh, she never usually answers her phone. But I, I called her and she said I was not making any sense what I was saying. Okay. And so she called up property my on-site manager there and she had keys to my door and she came okay. over to check on me and stuff and that's and I don't there's a big block of time that you don't remember I don't remember at all but I was in the hospital for two weeks and and that's kind of that's a little bit before I hadn't hadn't been long that I'd met Rosalind yeah and so I was in the hospital a couple of weeks I don't remember faces it, there's big blocks of times I don't remember but my uh I had the brain bleed that bled right in in the places where it didn't affect any of so no stroke like symptom type things within wow yeah what do they do to stop a brain bleed i don't even well, know what they I do i would just remember they had a, a tube right here okay through my head that must have drained it okay you know the blood out but they had to put a, a tube in my head and so i was there for two weeks and and you know just and I remember Rosalind. You're not really a fearful person, though. But you had people come pray. Like, so yeah. that you, you, like, believed, like, don't bring me somebody who's going to, like, I don't know, mamby-pamby pray. Yeah. But pray. But like, healing pray. pray. Yeah. You know, pray like you got authority. Yeah. You know, Amen. don't pray, you know. Yeah, because we have authority. We do. So use it. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't remember a lot of the people were there, but I know God showed up. Sure. You know? And, you know, and I... One of the things that I found as I go on, it's like, I just, Lord, I belong to you. Yeah. And can nobody fix this body but you. Yeah. So what's your plan for me? Yep. Yep. You know, is surrender yourself to the Lord, you know. And, you know, and then it then it goes on, you know. Well, you know, the last situation where I had. Yeah. Where. yeah. But I remember meeting you either right before the brain bleed or after. And you and you came uh, to prayer group, and you were talking about the authority that we have and we mm -hmm. carry. And I was like, "This isn't just a little educational something. This is training. 
-hmm. right now. This is training. The enemy is a bully, but you're above him. You're seated in the heavenlies. Use your authority. And I mean, it came with such authority from you that I was just drawn to you. Like, okay, this, Mm -hmm. but it also is because you know. And greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Yeah. You know, we don't have to, you know, duck under the enemy. The enemy. Yep. Has no power. Yep. He's a defeated foe, but he's a bully. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, so the last one was somewhat recent. I mean, within this last year. Within this last year, I started having difficulties for some reason with my blood pressure and stuff. With It had been very steady and no problem. And then my heart rate was, you know, going fast. Yeah. And then um, it just got real erratic and stuff. And so, and then when I went to see him, my heart rate had got on the low side you know it, it was when I went in it was like getting like in the 40s mm. 42 40 mm. and my uh, cardiologist sent me to an electrophysiologist but before he sent me to her he said he wanted me to wear a heart monitor he had had me wear one in May and then he had me wear another one again and when they got the report from the one the last one my doctor said she said she was very serious when I saw her. She said, there was 11 seconds that you had no heartbeat. It stopped at night. She said, if you'd been awake, you would have passed out. Hmm. And so, grace of God. Right? I'm thinking, God, you're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. And they had been talking about doing what they call a cardio version. Yes. Which I kind of. They try re- to shock it into rhythm, right? Or Shock it into rhythm because I was out of rhythm. Okay. And I had kept saying, no, I don't want, because I went to my regular doctor to see if, if there was something else that could have been yeah. causing this. And I asked her about, you know, cardio version. And she said, yeah, you can shock it back into a rhythm, but six hours. It could be right back out. I said, oh, heck no. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I kind of said. <laughs> oh, heck let's no. Do, let's do something that will fix this. Or Yeah, I was like, oh, heck no. We're not doing that. <laughs> well, I, when I went, after they got that report, I went to see the cardiologist. And she said, your heart stopped for 11 seconds. She said, this is serious. And she had this posture of seriousness. Yeah. And she said, you don't have any options. You're going to have to have a pacemaker. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, inside, I'm crying. Yeah. But outside, I'm not. I'm like, oh. Okay. And Here I we said, go. Yeah. It's like, and she said, but I can't do it until next week sometime because we're so stacked. Okay. And, and all, a lot of the doctors are on vacation, and she mm. said, we can't do it. Mm. She said, but I could put you in the hospital, and that way you'd be safe. And she said, but you just sit there till we get could get to you. Okay. And I said, so I just have to be here sitting in the hospital. <laughs> this woman must think I'm not. She said, so I said, you, I just have to be sitting here waiting <laughs> in the hospital. Hospital's the last place I wanted to right. be. Right. Especially after COVID. I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. Didn't want that. I'm like, No. And and then <laughs> I just stopped and I looked at her and I said, Doctor, what do you recommend? Mm. And Rosen is sitting with me. She said, oh, Jesus, give her wisdom. Right? <laughs> and and the doctor just kind of sat up and she said, this is what we're going to do. Wow. And she went out the room. She said, I'm going to see, check with my nurse. 
and she went out and her nurse came back and they said we're going to try to work you in today yes and uh so he came in i said well can i go home <laughs> <He said, laughs> they said yeah you can go home for it till they said give us a few minutes and then you can go home and i gather a few things and i hadn't called my children yeah nobody yeah. knew anything yeah because it was this that yeah. spur of the moment like that and she before i could get home they were calling me already and said what have you eaten today i said i haven't eaten anything good don't eat anything okay because you're gonna do surgery we're gonna try to do this today and i'm thinking really and i get home and i'm gathering things trying to make phone calls and they call me um we want you to come back i mean within little time yeah and on my way there they said where are you and yeah. i said they're pressing for it yeah and i said i'm downstairs i'm checking in you know and so it's just how god turned that whole yeah. thing around yeah because it was going to be next week and yeah. i was going to be in the hospital and they said we're going to see if we can get this done today yeah. so i go in for an eight o'clock appointment in the morning and they do it by two o'clock that day and the wow. nurse stood at the end of my bed she said this doesn't happen yeah yeah. Okay. As you're explaining this, I, I, I feel like I see it in the natural. You're at a doctor's appointment. There are people here. They're asking. She's not sure what to do. You're God's favorite. He knows what you need. Rosalind prays. God knows you. And it like kicked it into like a the spirit realm thing. Yes. Does that make sense? He yes. made a way part of the water so to speak like you you know what i'm saying you just mm -hmm. everything just clicks from there in a in a whole different realm in yes. a sense you know what i'm yes. saying i know you're still physically in a place and all that but that is incredible yeah <laughs> she stood there she said this doesn't happen yeah yeah and then a miracle yeah and then i went home i was there like overnight they, okay they did it and um, so overnight and of course you know there are things they tell you you can't do you know can't lift this arm for six weeks or whatever but I was home for like three weeks and I was praying with a couple Rosa and I were praying with a couple women and I my phone kept ringing that phone I looked at it and, and I said oh that's my doctor's office I'll call them later and then you know waited a while and it rung again and it was by the third third or fourth time I thought maybe I better answer this yeah they don't call me like this well then they were telling me that my heart was too fast because I have what they call cardiotachia okay where it's you have the lows and you have the highs so when they put the pacemaker in that takes care of the lows okay but then it was high they don't want to about the highs you know and that's too hard on the heart you know and and so when I asked the phone she said well we because when you get a pacemaker they give you like a little machine that they can monitor okay the the pacemaker and they said well we uh see that your heart is racing fast i'm like really it, it didn't seem like it to me and they said she said we want you to go to emergency room i said really <laughs> you're so chill this whole time <laughs> i said when she said well we'd like you to go now and i said i sat down i'm like i need to process this <laughs> And, and then anyway, I guess I'll get off the phone and I go back and tell Rose and Rose, well, let's go. Let's, let's go. go now. I said, oh, just we'll be fine. <laughs> you know, I said, we'll go. I said, ah, I have to go upstairs and get get a few things, get a few things. And so I can <laughs> take them with me. And I'm like, and she says, we got to go. And I'm like, we'll get there. Yeah. You know, and I get there 
and we get in, you know, and the doctor is called ahead. I said, the emergency room. And I walk in, it's like 40 people in the emergency room. I said, we'll never get through this. But fortunately, my doctor had called ahead. Yeah. And see, what I didn't want to do, again, I didn't want to do that cardioversion. Sure. It's like the Lord just bypassed. Because yep. I always yep. give him permission. Lord, do yep. what you need you to do. You need to do. Mm-hmm. And he... You know, I didn't have a chance to say, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Right. This like, they did it. Yep. You know. Yeah. And, and then when I came out of it, I was like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to feel like. Wow. You know, you get adapted sure. to how you feel. Sure. And I'm like, that's, oh, it's quiet. <laughs> wow. It's quiet. Here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Not a noisy heart. Not a. You know, not up busy. and down. It was always some something you you know hard to explain. Yeah. But I was like, wow, wow. So this is what I'm supposed to feel. And so we can take <laughs> that in other realms in our life and think when it's normal when it's not. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. We can become so used to it. Yeah. That it's the new normal when it's not. Yeah. Normal quote exactly. unquote normal. Exactly. Or good. Right. Or the way it should be. You know, it needs yeah. to be set right. And that's how I was with my heart because I kept saying, no, I don't want to do that cardio version. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's, I can feel my heart racing a bit. But, and then, but when they shocked it into rhythm, I was like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. This is what it should this be. This is what, <laughs> <laughs> this is what it should be. It's quiet. Wow. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. Wow. Well, I am going to have you come with Rosalind sometime because I've talked to her. When she, By the way, she did a podcast. You guys can look up Rosalind Staples. And she avoided talking about the friendship because I know I want to talk to you mm-hmm. two about friendship because it's a special friendship. It yes. really is a neat thing. But she was there for you. And then I want to turn a corner for a second and talk a little bit about how God shifted you and what you do now, um, some things you do with creating things and making things, if you want to, or tell me something else about you, because I'm even learning things about you as we speak. Oh, cool. Um, well, with, I have an apron business, yeah. and that kind of started out as something that I hadn't planned. Yeah. Um, a lot of your life has not been planned. Are you kidding me? Not been planned at all. <laughs> it's like, that's not what I thought, <laughs> you know. And I, you know, part of me, you know, some people can so run down good. a five-year plan for yeah. them, some 10-year plan, or, or they know what they... Yeah. I don't know that, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I sometimes I feel like I'm so dumb because I'm like, because I've kind of surrendered myself. Lord, I don't know Yeah. what I need. I don't know... Yeah. You know, you have things you'd, you'd like to have, but, you know, for the most part, the big picture, I don't know, Lord. Yeah. I don't know what you have paved out for right. me. But you keep in step yeah. with I the Spirit, to, so I you know to. you're being led. Yeah. And so during COVID time, we yeah. were all closed in. Sure. And this story kind of goes, when I moved from my apartment yeah. to Rosen's, um, my, when my kid, girls were little... I started, I used to make dresses for them when they were little all the time. And so I was going to, did she? Yeah, it's special. Yeah. And I was making them an apron. Well, you know, life happens and I never finished the apron. Yeah. And 
they through their years, they both are in their thirties. Yeah. And through the years they've said, Mom, you never finished our apron. <laughs> I'm like, is that all you can remember? That I didn't finish your apron? Are you kidding me? Isn't that the truth? I've done so much and you can't you can remember, remember nothing but I didn't finish your apron. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been looking online trying to find fabric that resemble what okay. I had. And I couldn't find any. Mm. So when I moved, I found the original fabric. Wow. And so I end up making them an apron. Of course, I had to put something with it and make it a little different or whatever. Sure. Some different fabric with it. And then at that time, Rosalind was kind of experimenting with painting and stuff. So I made her a smock mm. that she could paint with and stuff. And then I got on this roll of just making yeah. aprons. Yeah. And I think, and you know, and it just, and I still am making them. You wouldn't believe the amount of aprons that I've well, made. Well, it's interesting because in Ephesians, it says that God prepares in advance the things we're to do. So this apron, all those years ago, mm-hmm. unfinished, is part of the preparation. Because if you didn't pull it back out, do you know what I, do you know what I mean? Yes, That's way exactly. cool. And God's like, well, now. Yeah. So you brought you brought a couple. I, I mean, we, since we're on film here, let me show you. But, okay, so tell me a little bit more about it. I'll get these set. So you tell me a little um, bit more about what the process was. So you made Rosalind a smock. You made some and aprons. Then, and then you decided, like... And then I just started, somehow or another, just making aprons. And then, you know, started adding a little bit more details to each one of yeah. them. You know, adding in things like... Um, I had this thing um, here where I said, Design for Destiny. Oh, neat. Yeah. And, you know, like your tag of what it's made out of. And yep. That it's made in the USA. And, yep. And, you know. Oh, and it's Made like with these, love right mm-hmm, here by you right mm-hmm. there. And there's little things along the way that <laughs> yeah. I've added to it that I think that been things that God has just directed. And with my tag on here, this tag is, you know, um, the dove with the olive branch yep. and the moth, oh. you know. So it resembles life and it. Uh, dove the Holy Spirit, yes. you know, and then it's love, you know. Yes. And so, what a way to share love and spread yeah, love. Yeah. And usually in each one of the uh, pockets, I usually have a scripture mm. that I put in in the pockets. When know? they get mailed out or sent out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have these on Etsy, don't you? I do have them okay. on Etsy. So you sew quite a bit. I do. <laughs> I was selling my daughter yesterday. I said, I didn't get to sew at all yesterday. But you almost so daily then. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Almost daily I do, you know. So it's and it's something I enjoy. You yes. know, I get great joy out yes. of doing it. And, you know, you know, probably the normal person would think, uh, don't you think you ought to be getting rid of some of these? But I I do as God directs, you know. Right, right. You know, and as they sell. Oh, and there are a variety of colors. There's a variety. And, this is and it's fun to pick them out, right? Yeah. This one says friendship or something, friendship. right? It's all the mixture of what friendship is. Recipe. The recipe for friendship. Baked with love. So it's fun because you, you you know what? Everybody's creative mm-hmm. because when they're, we're made in the image of God and he's a creator. But not everybody thinks they're creative because if they aren't, singing or dancing or painting. You know what I mean? But somebody's making a spreadsheet. Somebody's creating a new column. Somebody's making a new way of doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a different, yeah, Mm -hmm. different forms. So do you enjoy that part? I do. Okay. I do. I do. I love, Here's a daisy one. My eyes are always open to different fabrics and different stuff. This is pretty too. You know, a floral one. Mm -hmm. And this is a floral one too. This is more of a... How did you come up with your tags and things like that? Did you have somebody help you... 
logo wise or design wise i or, just kind of did it online myself, i love it i love you know, it and came up with with that you know so they represent a lot of effort and a lot of love and a lot of work yeah and you know and you want it's special it's like you want to leave the imprint when I make these, I always pray over them. Mm-hmm. That when someone get them, they would sense yeah. the presence of God. Mm-hmm. You know, that there would be an imprint of who he is, mm-hmm. you know. And as I start making them, it feels more like a ministry in a yes. sense. You know? Yes. You know, and ministry in a different way of standing up and speaking because we can minister in many different oh, ways. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think and, we think it's too narrow. Yeah. It's a, it's a broad thing. And even if you think about it, the... The handkerchiefs that were Paul's mm-hmm. or whatever, and that you know, and like, apron is in apron the word of God. It, yep. Yes, I didn't know that. Rosalind found that in the word for me. Nice. When I was making them, I was just like, eh, aprons. But yeah. apron is in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's it's so it's kind word. of a new chapter for you, really. I mean, it's not been ten years or anything. It's been no. like within the last three, right? Since COVID and yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But I I remember way back like that seed way back yeah. when I was making, I wanted to make aprons then. I think that's why I picked up and made a couple of aprons mm-hmm. for my mm-hmm. daughters. Though I was attempting to make them and then they yeah. finished. Yeah. But this How can been... somebody get one? I mean, we'll put it in the show notes, but like how, is it straight, just your name or um, the name of the country? <laughs> a company, not a country. Well, there's a website here. I don't know that I can read it. Okay. Okay. I can look at it. It's on Etsy. Okay. It's on Etsy and it is order directly at Denise Ellis mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Yes. Okay. Denise, I'll put that. Denise.ellis at gmail. Yep. yep. And, and I I'll get that. I'll have Michael put that in there. Awesome. And there's also... Uh, great gift ideas. These, great ideas. I think there's the um, Etsy address there. Okay. This is www.etsy.com backslash shop backslash design for yeah. destiny. Mm-hmm. Design for Destiny. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. Nice. They're beautiful. And I've seen, you know, when I've come over, I've seen some like on a, a bust a dress, or a mannequin mm-hmm, dress form. Mm-hmm. That's fun too. Yeah. So do you have people come over and look at them or no? Um, I put them there and, you know, it's amazing the people that come in and sure. out of the house. And sure. I just put them there. It's like a little I, shop window. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. So, it's you so know, it's, it's been word of mouth. Yeah. You know, it wasn't anything I set out. Yeah. to start to do. You know? Awesome. I love it. You know, so God is good. God's going to bless the work of your hands beyond what Thank you could you. imagine. Yeah. To me, because you're enjoying it. I think when we do something we enjoy, it has more of who God is and who we are in him than we know. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like when I get to visit with somebody like this, it's part of how I'm made. You know, yes. when I get to speak in front of an audience, I feel like somebody took the you cord energized. that felt like a to- like a tail and just found a socket. Yeah. You know, and... You can try to explain it away, but you're like, no, I enjoy this. Yeah. And so God likes when we enjoy our things. And you're energized. Yes. You know, and you're such a good. It's the know, way that you feel alive. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. So. All right. I don't want to cut you off. I want to know if there's anything else you have in your spirit that you want to share. Because I don't know who's on the other side of this, but it could be your grandkids one day. It could be women. It could be somebody out there that your spirit's going to share something or say something and I want you to pray if you would at the end here but yes. anything else um, one of the things I think that's been on my heart lately is um, I think we need to ready ourselves because I feel like you know the glory of God 
it's going to show up in a way we've not known before. Amen. You know, his glory. Mm -hmm. And um, I just felt like the Lord told me to study his glory. Mm. And so I, you know. Kind of like the weight of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have to be ready. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, ready to receive him Mm -hmm. and allow him to flow through us. Because we're to be atmosphere changers. Mm -hmm. Amen. Glory bearers. Amen. You know. And so how do we do that? You know. I the glory of God will come the way the waters cover the seas. Yes. That's everywhere. You know, like, whoosh, it will and come. And I think we just need to be yielded mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, it, in every part of our life as much as we're able to yield. Yep. And he'll do the rest. And, and you know, we've talked about this before when we've been at a prayer group, but we actually contain that glory, too. Mm-hmm. We, with unveiled faces, reflect the Lord's glory, and we're being transformed into His likeness mm-hmm. with ever-increasing glory, which yes. comes from the Father, who is the Spirit. doesn't come from striving, doesn't come from performance, doesn't come from us trying to be mm-hmm. the very best Denise or Rachel, but Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes. So there's such a expecting it to come, but expecting it to bubble up, like absolutely. a both-and. Yes, absolutely. And knowing that, so that mm-hmm. people can almost be tapped and tagged and, hey, you, you contain this. Hey, you, you carry this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that he's ready and to we're put like, on more. And we're like lights in the dark. Yes. The dark world is getting darker. Yep. But, but we shine. Light. We're shining. Amen. I remember I dreamed once that it was dark all around, mm. but I was walking down the street and it was this light illuminating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think we're to be like those lights walking through the dark. And you show people the way. Yeah. You yep. know? Yep. Well, if the if the lights ever go off, you wish you had a candle, you find your yeah. cell phone. So just we got to be that light. Arise, yes. shine, for your light has come. I wrote the book, Beloved, Arise, Shine, from Isaiah 60, because it's so important. Yes, it's it not is. just arise, like stand up, but almost wake up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. arise and shine. I spend my email address aside for the one, Denise, it's Arise, Shine. Nice. Mm. Arise, shine. Yeah. And you do shine. <laughs> You're just such a beacon. You really are. You shine, girl. It's oh, it's so hi. good. It's so good. It's such a display of God's glory to be with you, be around you, um, to hear your testimony, to, to speak to somebody who is not cowering with the fact that we as believers have authority and can yes, and do. contain it. Do yes. you know what I mean? Because some people think it's better if they seem weak. I, I don't get mm-hmm. it. I just I just don't get it. I don't think it really displays God in the best way, but I love that you're not like that. You're not like that. Amen. And you know what? I love that you're not afraid of the Holy Spirit. Mm. You carry him. You pray in the Spirit. We can't make it without the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, we just can't. You know, it's, you know, and I think things can get so um, heavy that you don't have words to pray. You don't have English words to pray. So he said, pray in the Spirit. And you you pray without ceasing. Yeah. And you can pray all day long in the Spirit. Yep. Yep. And not have words. You know what I'm right. saying? And actually, your flesh doesn't take over either. Or no. even your soul, your mind, right. will, and emotions. I've right. prayed before, obviously, for my daughter. I've prayed for health situations. I've prayed for financial things. And I'll just be like, you know, God, I could so be praying the plan of Rachel, the yes. will of Rachel. Stop me from doing that. Well, if I pray in the Spirit, I don't know what you the bypass. word I'm speaking. Yeah, you bypass. <laughs> so, it's like it bypasses yep. all that stuff and get mm-hmm. right to the mm-hmm. core of mm-hmm. what you need. Mm-hmm. And even when you're praying for someone that's having a difficult time, yeah. you bypass all the stuff that yep. they think they're bothered with, and you get right to the, Amen. the, the Amen. core of what's going on. Yeah. And you don't necessarily know what you're praying, but right. you know 
right. God does. And I can see in your heart when you pray for people that, you know, you may pray a sentence or two or whatever to start, but you go there mm-hmm. because you know that that's going to be what's going to be in that's line with liberating. the will of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that will free them. That will bless them. That will do whatever needs to be done. You know, there was a friend of Grace's, a long-term friend, and we're actually going to go see her soon. And she hasn't seen her in these 10 years. Oh, wow. But during the longing, during that, like you said, a heaviness, wanting to pray for her friend, Grace, that is when the Holy Spirit came on her and gave her her prayer language because she had no words, yes. no words yes. to pray what was in her heart for uh, help, you yes, know, whatever exactly. it was. And I think that's so beautiful. You know, it wasn't like, come forward if you want to receive tongues. It was like, I, I need... He met her this... right where she was. Exactly. Because know? he says he makes groans that words cannot express, and she needed that. So yes. I think that's cool. It is really cool. cool. And she wasn't afraid of it. She was, you know, aware of it, or um, it wasn't something that was considered spooky to her. So mm-hmm. she was just like, okay, I'm free to pray this way now. So, Amen. I can, looking back, I can remember I used to catch the bus to work, and I was so hungry for the Spirit of God. Mm. And I can remember just when I'd walk to the bus, I used to love to take the bus at sure. the time because she had time to spend with the Lord and talk sure. with the Lord. And I remember I would be singing songs as I'm walking. Yeah. To, and I remember I began to hear this little sounds in my head, and mm-hmm. I thought, and I became like, Oh, I don't know what that is, Lord. I don't want to mock you. But yeah. I didn't realize if I had a stepped into it at that yep. moment. It was that new, was, new it songs. Was, it was a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Yep. You know, and then, of course, and as years went on, I was striving, yeah. wanting to receive. And mm. I made it harder than what it was, mm. you know. Mm. But once I received, I received. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So Thanks for being here today. Oh, thank you. I love you so me. much, Denise. I, I want you to you come too. back multiple times because there's you. so much we didn't uncover. Thank you for what you shared. It was awesome. Well, thank you thank for you, having Lord. me. That's yeah, good. Father God, we thank you. Mm. We thank you. We thank you that you are so absolutely good, Father God. Mm. Thank you, Father, for your keeping power because we cannot make it without you, Lord. Father, we cannot do it without you. Our very being rests in who you are, Father God. So we cry out to you and we ask that you would walk with us and guide us and direct us, that our minds would be ever set on you, that our hearts would be ever in tune with you. Lord God, that we would look for you every direction that we turn. And Father, I pray, I pray that if there's anyone Mm-hmm. listening that Lord needs encouragement father that you would reach right in and you would touch them and that you would cover them and you would make yourself known yes. to them Lord you are so faithful mm. and so good oh God and you are a God that we can trust the Lord God father we can't trust in anything it says in the word that some trust in horses mm. and some trust in chariots but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God And so, Father, we thank you. I thank you for this time with Rachel, Lord. I bless her in the name of the Father. I bless her, Lord God, for her asking me to come. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity. I pray uh, your blessings upon each one, uh, Mm -hmm. ears that Mm -hmm. this fall upon. And may, Father, even it may not even been anything that they are directly dealing with, but God, somehow you take my words and you Mm -hmm. use them Mm -hmm. to encourage and direct and deliver and set free and make whole and liberate, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that you are who you say you are. Mm -hmm. And God, I give you glory and honor and thanksgiving. In your precious Son, Jesus' name, I pray. 
Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Father, I just bless Denise. I thank you for her time today, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would strengthen her frame, that you would make her like a well-watered garden as you strengthen her frame, Lord. I thank you for the joy of the Lord, which is her strength. I pray, God, that joy unspeakable and full would be hers, God. I bless her family. I bless her children, her grandchildren, God. I bless her business in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you would provide for her uh, wisdom in the night seasons. I thank you for who she is, what a worshiper she is, God. I pray that you would just help her arise and shine in new ways. Lord, she already shines, but I just pray that you would turn up the voltage thank and you, you would Lord. turn up the brightness and and it would be something that would be emanating from her, God. I thank you that she carries your glory, Lord. And I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that that flashlight would burn so bright that people would walk by her and ask something about her. And she would be ready to tell about the hope that she has, Lord. We're supposed to always be prepared to share the hope that's within us. And so I thank you. I thank you for her life. I thank you for her friendship. I thank you that she's an overcomer. She's a she's a world changer. She's a shifter of things, Lord. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for things that need to shift in the listener's life right now, God. Something that needs to shift. Maybe it's their tongue that needs to speak differently in their life. Lord, we just speak a shift over those listening. That something would change even now even now, because this is who she is. She is a shifter of atmospheres, a shifter of situations, a shifter of perspective. And so we just speak shift over lives, Lord, over lives. So bless you in the name of Jesus, people. Go be who you are. And I just want to pray the way my dad did for this last time that he was ever with me, and it just blessed me so much. So he said, Lord, we ask for all the people listening. We ask that you would help us be the best we can be. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. That was easy, right? Yes, it was. Thank you. And you guys go be who you are. God made you be you. Thanks for being Denise. You're such a good Denise. (laughs) You're such a good good Denise. Awesome. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. 